Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast. Welcome to episode four of the podcast. We are your hosts, Brian. And Ryan. And for those of you returning after listening last week, welcome back. Baker Mayfield came out with news today. He has a partially torn labrum. So what do you think about that? I think it's nothing crazy unexpected. If Baker had two broken legs and two broken arms, he would still make sure that he'd be playing. I mean, he doesn't really care. He'll fight through the injuries no matter what because he knows that he earned the starting QB job and he's going to keep it for as long as he can. Do you think if he continues to play bad because of his shoulder, it's possible we could play Case Keenum? I think we don't play Case Keenum unless Baker can't play at all. I mean, he he didn't have the best week last week. I understand that. But you have to look at when times that he hasn't played his best, he has bounced back, and he's going to bounce back Sunday against the Chargers at the Chargers Stadium. So I think it's going to be a crazy game, but I think Baker shows that he'll be just fine this year. Yeah, and – there was there was talks about how Baker and Odell didn't really have chemistry, and Odell came out and said him and Baker watch film together and they play Xbox together. And I think Sunday we could see a little like clicking. I feel like we're going to see the first touchdown between those two this season, and I would say maybe a big game from Odell as well. Yeah, I mean Odell should have had a touchdown. It wasn't his fault. Baker underthrew the ball by by a bit. But definitely Odell will have a great game this week, same as Baker. Their chemistry will connect, and it will be perfectly fine. And starting off our awards for last week's NFL games, we're going to do the Offensive Player of the Week. So, Ryan, you can go first. It's it's, it's a odd one this week for me. But I'm going to go Corey Davis. Once again, he's showing that he's Zach Wilson's go-to guy, and – he still popped off with Jameson Crowder in the slot receiver for the Jets. He had only four receptions for 111 yards. That's over 27 yards a catch. He had a touchdown. He he was the reason they beat the Titans. I mean, I understand Tennessee didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio, but and I understand they don't have the best defense, but you lost to the Jets. The Jets are the laughing stock of this whole season so far I mean you can't lose to the Jets especially since you pretty much came into the season looking like a Super Bowl contender after you just picked up Julio and you start off like dog crap awful you can't lose to one of the worst teams in the league and expect to get anywhere at the end of the season yeah, and I think this is what we expected from Corey Davis coming into the season. He had all this hype about how he was going to be the Jets' like number one receiver, and this was actually a really good game for him. And I think this is his second game like this, where he's had like a couple receptions but a lot of yards, and that also could be attributed to Zach Wilson's deep throws. Yeah, he he had uh, week one five receptions for 97 yards against the Panthers. And I understand week two and three for him weren't that good, but you have to look at the Jets. A young rookie QB who's not doing his best with a crappy O-line. I mean, he, he's doing just fine, especially after being underlooked on the Titans the last couple of years. Yeah, and my offense player of the week is shockingly – Cordero Patterson. Who? Who, who the heck? I, <laughs> I never heard of him before this week. Oh, my God. He's he's turned into an all-star. Like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, he traditionally he's a kick returner, and really he only returns kicks and punts. But he had six rushes for 34 yards, five receptions for 82 yards, and three receiving touchdowns. And he outplayed... Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, and Mike Davis had 13 carries for 11 rushing yards. Cordero Patterson basically carried the Falcons' offense, but they still lost. But this is unbelievable. Cordero Patterson is 
I believe he's old. I know that. Yeah, he's 30 but years old, yeah. 30. Wow. I know, and now he's just Matt Ryan's go-to guy. I don't even know what's going on anymore in the NFL. Like, what is that? Yeah, that was pretty shocking to me, and that's probably one of our weirdest offense player of the week so far this year. Yeah, easily. And this week they play the Jets, so, I mean, he'll probably pop off again. Yeah, there's a lot of talks about people picking him up to be their running back one in fantasy, and I could justify that because he's being used as a receiver and a running back. So, Let's move on to Defensive Player of the Week. Why don't you start that one? My Defensive Player of the Week is sophomore cornerback for the Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs. He picked off Sam Darnold twice, making his total through the first four games of the season five interceptions, which is pretty amazing. He also had two pass defenses and four solo tackles. He's becoming one of the lockdown corners in the league and also a ball hawk with five picks in four games. Yeah, I mean, you're on the Cowboys. I don't know. You, you can't expect too much from the Cowboys defense going into the season, but now he's popping off and he's helping them become a contender because their defense was the thing that was holding them back. And that actually goes on to show that my defense player of the week was Mika Parsons. I understand not the best stats, but three tackles, one assist, one sack against the Panthers. He, he's, I'm pretty sure he was asked the question by the one of the interviewers saying, like, what position do you play? And he basically said, like, anywhere. Like, I don't even know at this point. Because he can pretty much play any single defensive position at this point, and he will still do amazing. Yeah, I feel like, once again, we've talked about this, I think, the past three weeks. He is probably the best defensive rookie right now. And he doesn't even look like a rookie. He looks like he's been playing for a long time. So I think he's doing a pretty good job in his first season. Yeah, defensive player, defensive rookie of the year, easily. And our next award is Team of the Week. And... We both had this team in week two as our team of the week, and they're returning for me at least. The Buffalo Bills, they are three-game win streak. They are rolling three straight blowouts after losing to Pittsburgh in their opening game. 35-0 against the Dolphins, 43-21 against Washington, 40-0 last week against the Texans. They're playing crappy teams, but they're putting up 30-something points a game. And Josh Allen looks comfortable. He looks like a good quarterback. And their rushing game is finally established. They didn't have it last year. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are gaining steam week by week, sharing carries and gaining yards. Yeah, I mean, you can easily say that they're only doing this because they faced, like, the Texans and the Dolphins. Like, I understand, not good teams. But still, the Bills are racking up numbers like crazy points are insane in these games every other possession not even every other possession every possession they have is pretty much a touchdown at this point yeah I feel like they're right now could be the AFC leaders perhaps oh easily easily because right now the Chiefs aren't doing too good the Raiders we saw lost so, yeah, the Bills just need to keep on rolling. They can't They can't lose this now at this point. Yeah. But, obviously, Bills, team of the week. But I'll change it up. I'm going to say Patriots, team of the week. Mac Jones, best rookie QB right now. I've said this a couple times. But 275 yards, 31 for 40 attempts. Two touchdowns, one interception. I get, which is fine. It's against the Bucks, but I mean, he he had so much pressure on him, more than Tom Brady had on himself. Mac Jones went into that game knowing that he was facing off against the player that owned the franchise that he is in right now. I mean, crazy pressure, and he still did amazing against the Bucks. Yeah. And the fact that it was a primetime game, a home game, and he fought off, almost beat Tom Brady. 
in his old like stomping grounds, it was pretty impressive as a rookie quarterback to watch him do that. Yeah, and Jacoby Myers, Mac Jones and him will be one of the best duos in the next couple of years. I mean, easily. Myers is just popping off at this point, underrated. And then the Patriots defense held Brady into the and his stacked offense to only 19 points. And those points came from mostly field goals besides one was a touchdown. Yeah, that's pretty good for the Patriots' defense because that's what they are really focusing on is their defense right now. They just bought all those players in free agency, a lot of high-caliber defenders, and it's finally showing up. Like, they stopped one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah, and and someone that will not be showing up is Stephon Gilmore because he was traded for a six-round pick. I I completely... I'm just completely amazed. A six-round pick for Stephon Gilmore. I understand he wanted to go into free agency, but still, you can at least get a second. Yeah, let's talk about that in between right now. The Panthers, their cornerback room right now is consisting of, one, their brand-new Stephon Gilmore, A.J. Bounye, the new corner they just traded from the Jags, which was... Uh, C.J. Henderson, that's a pretty good cornerback room. And you are yeah, they're all and, mostly young, so you're going to have a good secondary. And it's not just their secondary. I mean, they're line two and everything. I mean, they are a top-five defense now, and then they added Stephon Gilmore. I mean, crazy pickup, crazy pickup. Yeah, they got Jeremy Chin, good safety, Hassan Reddick, Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown, Brian Burns. They have a pretty nice and solid defense right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Stephon Gilmore is the vet that they needed on that defense. Yeah, for sure. And our next award is the game of the week. And, Ryan, you can go first. I'm saying this because it was the funniest and the most pathetic game. Titans at Jets. I mean, I pretty much already went over how the Jets popped off. Tennessee sucked i mean there's nothing no other way to put it at this point i mean like i said understand missing your best receivers but still i mean you are you you have a better vet qb a better running back i mean you still have solid weapons outside of julio and aj brown but you still couldn't do anything against the jets that is not good. And the defense is even worse. You gave the Jets 27 points. That is not good at all. Yeah, and I also think it was kind of entertaining because it went into overtime. And overtime games, most of the time in the NFL, are pretty fun to watch. And we got to see the Jets get their first win of the season, which we like to see them lose, but it's also fun to see them win every once in a while because it's shocking. Yeah, and then we could just make fun of the other team, too. Exactly. And speaking of garbage teams, we keep saying that these Thursday night games are going to be horrible, and then they end up shocking us and becoming our game of the weeks almost every week. It happened again with the Jags and the Bengals on Thursday night. We saw two young quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, battle against each other. And both of the running backs, James Robinson and Joe Mixon, also had good games as well. And the game ended on a 35-yard field goal as time ended from rookie Evan McPherson, his second game winner of the season. It was entertaining, and we thought it was going to be pretty bad, but it ended up being pretty good. The only thing not good about it was how the Bengals kept it close. I mean, the Bengals, I... Really thought that they would have won by a couple touchdowns or something, especially since Jags head coach Urban Meyer was pretty much in the club his whole week instead of (laughs) training with his team like he should have been and coaching them. So Trevor Lawrence, solid performance against an okay defense. That will probably be one of his best games this season because I don't see anything spectacular happening with him. Yeah, that was that was a solid game from him, but he also did not have a passing touchdown. So we can't really say that it was a great game by him. It was like an average game for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, but I don't I don't think he had an interception. 
No, I don't think he did. Let's take a look at underrated player of the week. Go go ahead with yours. Go ahead. Mine is Jalen Hurts. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs by, I think, 12 points. But he had a massive game that was severely underlooked. He had 434 total yards with two touchdowns, 387 passing yards, and 47 rushing. He led his team in rushing yards with 47. I don't know how that happened. Uh, And they threw the ball 50 times, but they ended up falling to Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek's huge game. Uh, But it was pretty impressive and underrated at the same time because whenever you lose, you don't really get that knowledge. Yeah, the acknowledgement that you deserve. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles have weapons. Don't get me wrong. But when you lose 42-30 to to the Chiefs, that's not something to completely complain about. I mean, you kept it close. That means your offense is doing great, but it also means your defense is not doing great. So now they know where they need to improve more, which is the defense. Yeah. Underrated player of the week for me, Debo Samuel. A year ago, I never would have thought that he'd be popping off right now. I mean, especially since Ayuk is on the team. Jimmy G's go to guys, now Debo. I don't I don't get it. I don't know if that will change now that Trey Lance will be playing more. But Debo, 391 total total yards last year, and he already has 490 in four weeks this year. Eight receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. I mean he he wasn't even supposed to be the wide receiver one on this team, but he passed Ayuk, and now he is easily the wide receiver one. Yeah, and I feel like he's also getting these yards because for some reason they're not throwing to Kittle. This is one of Kittle's worst seasons so far. Uh, and also, like you mentioned, Ayuk used to be the number one receiver, and they're not really using him either. So I don't know what's going on with the 49ers offense right now. Well, this can all completely change when Trey Lance plays. I mean, true, yeah. I think Ayuk will redeem his spot back later in the season. I but, think Kittle will also can possibly get the ball with Trey Lance. So. Oh yeah, I, I mean the Niners just aren't as good as they should be right now. So just give them time, and then they'll improve and probably be a playoff team at the end of the season. And speaking of rookie Trey Lance, we're going to do rookie of the week for last week. And how about Zach Wilson? We already talked about him a little, but he in passing yards, two touchdowns, and only one interception. And he beat the Titans in overtime for his first ever NFL win. And he threw a 50-yard dot to Corey Davis for a touchdown. And we just I keep bringing it up. He has a great arm. And once they start putting it together, they might start to win more games. I like how you say only one interception. Like, that's something to be proud about. because It's proud for Zach Wilson. It's, uh, that's what I was going to say. It is proud for Zach Wilson because he's been doing awful. It's not four interceptions like he's done before. Exactly. But rookie of the week, give it to him this week. He'll never get it again. My rookie of the week, Trey Lance. Doesn't even play the whole game. 157 yards, two touchdowns. Out of that stacked quarterback class, Trey Lance is the only one besides Mac Jones that probably should have been the starter at the beginning of the season. Other teams I understand, but Trey Lance probably has the highest ceiling right now because he's on the best team out of those rookie QBs. Yeah, I I thought this when we were coming into the season. I thought he should have been starting uh, over Jimmy G. I felt like the quarterback that high if you're not going to play him. Uh, the same thing that the Bears did, essentially. Uh, but it took a Jimmy G injury for Lance to actually be named starter, and now it's coming out that Jimmy G might not even be hurt, and he might play on Sunday. So maybe Lance doesn't even get his starting spot. Well, here's your thing. I mean, the Niners are – they don't have – the best coaching right now. I mean, they're two and two, bottom of their division tied with the Seahawks. So obviously you shouldn't count on Jimmy G. If I were you, I'd move on with your youngish team and add in Trey Lance 
and then you'll probably keep rolling from there. I mean, you are in a tough division with the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks. You were supposed to be a playoff team. You got to put Trey Lance in, and Trey Lance will probably take you to the playoffs over Jimmy G, even though Jimmy G is the vet on that team. Yeah. And the other thing I'm thinking about with Trey Lance is I wonder, you think he's like ready? He's got to be ready, right? He, he, I think he's excited. I think he was like Baker Mayfield when Tyrod Taylor went down against the Jets. He Baker was excited to go in and just play football, and I think that's exactly what Trey Lance is because I know two weeks ago, I think it was, Trey Lance was put in at the end of the half to run in for a touchdown, and after he ran it in, he was just happy with the team. So I think yeah. he's excited to play, and when he does play, he'll just do great things. Yeah, and I feel like that's why he's kind of ready is because they've been, like, sprinkling him in for little plays at a time instead of, like, playing him a game or sitting him the whole game. He's actually been getting reps at practice, and he's, like you said, he has, like, two rushing touchdowns before this game. So they were using him before he was actually going in to start. Yeah, so just wait till he plays a full game. I mean, he will pop off. He has the weapons to do it. He has the line to do it. And that concludes our awards portion of the NFL games. And we're going to do a quick game. We're going to play start, bench, or cut. And we're both going to go and give our start, bench, or cut. So you can go first with this first one. Okay, start, bench, or cut. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh. Right now, I'm gonna. Right now, I'm gonna start Brady, bench Mahomes, and cut Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God, you are delusional. No, I feel like like we talked about this before. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He, wins, he still looks off. There was 30 seconds on the clock. I want to say last game, and he brought his team into field goal range to win it. Did Tom Brady do that this year? No. Did Patrick Mahomes? No. I still believe in Rodgers, so I'm starting Aaron Rodgers, benching Patrick Mahomes, cutting Tom Brady. Wow. that That's that's pretty shocking. You saw what Tom Brady did against the Patriots with no Gronk. He didn't do anything. And he still had Mike Evans, um, Antonio Brown, Godwin. He still had weapons. But he didn't have Gronk, and that's his go-to guy, and he couldn't do anything. Yeah, I, but I feel like you put Gronk in that game. The other tight end, Cameron Brait, he dropped, I think, three balls, including a touchdown pass. So I'm thinking you put Gronk back in, and that's Tom Brady's like perfect receiver. Yeah, but Tom Brady is getting cut, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Now does it? The next one is Jimmy G. Derek Carr and Carson Wentz. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. I am starting Derek Carr because he's not – none of these QBs are completely accurate with their throws, but he's probably the most accurate out of the three. So I'm starting Derek Carr, benching Carson Wentz, and cutting Jimmy G. I'm going to – do the exact same thing as you. I think Carr's the best in this list. Wentz is the second best. And Jimmy G, as we just talked about, shouldn't even be playing right now. So I'm going to have to injury prone. He is awful. He averages pretty much the same amount of interceptions as touchdowns. Carson Wentz is actually doing something for the Colts right now. And Derek Carr has a team at 3-1. So that's an easy one. Let's let's move move to some running backs. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Delvin Cook. Go ahead. I'm a little biased, but I'll back it up with some stats. I'm going to start Nick Chubb, bench Derrick Henry, and cut Cook. Uh, Looking at this right now, Derrick Henry has 113 carries. He's leading the league in rushing yards. Nick Chubb has 69 carries, which is so much less than Derrick Henry. And he's second in rushing yards with 362. And he's at 
half yards per carry. I think if Chubb had the amount of carries as Henry, he'd be the number one running back in the NFL. Derrick Henry is the most overrated running back in the NFL. I am going to start Nick Chubb because Kareem Hunt has been popping off for the Browns, which I'm completely fine with, but Nick Chubb is still the better running back. I think he's just not getting the right amount of touches at this point. And Derrick Henry is getting probably triple the amount of touches and still not doing as good. I mean, Derrick Henry is pretty bad. He's not He's not as good as people think he is. He's just getting like 30-some. I'm pretty sure he got 30-some um, carries. Yeah, last game last I think game. he had 30. 33 for yeah. only 157 yards. That's not that good. Yeah. Against the Jets. That's not that good. Delvin Cook has played two and a half games. I am starting Chubb, benching Delvin Cook, cutting trash Derrick Henry. I like it. And going to the receiver portion of this, we're going to do Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Devontae Adams. Oh, man. Okay, let's see. Devontae Adams at least was Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. He hasn't been this year yet. DeAndre Hopkins has the best hands in the NFL. Tyree Kill is the fastest. I think that Devontae Adams is the best out of these three, so I'm starting Adams. Hill, you you just can't catch up to him. I mean, when he gets past you, it's over. It's a touchdown. So I am benching Tyree Kill, and I'm cutting Hopkins because Hopkins – Hopkins is good. He's great. He has great hands. But out of those three, I think he's the third best. Yeah, I'm going to switch yours around a little bit. I'm going to go Tyreek starting, Devontae Adams bench, and cutting DeAndre. Uh, DeAndre is 44th in receiving yards. Tyreek second, and Devontae's fifth. Uh, that's a huge gap for the supposed, like, number three receiver in the league. I don't think he's producing as much, and he should be with Kyler Murray at quarterback. But well, that's the thing. Not. Kyler Murray is popping off, and Hopkins isn't, so there's a problem there. Exactly. So I'm going to have to cut Hopkins. He's not playing good. And I understand you starting Hill. He's obviously the better one right now, but by the end of the season, you'll be completely wrong because Devonta Adams will be the better receiver than Tyreek Hill. And like we said earlier, Debo's leading the league in receiving yards, but he's not in this conversation. And same as Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup could be in there too. Cooper Cup is popping off. I said it at the beginning. I think he – I am I predicted it. I said he's going to be Stafford's go-to guy, and he has been. Robert Woods hasn't been. So I like that. Let's move on to some rookies, why don't we? Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, the best three QBs out of that draft class, in my opinion. All right, so let me ask a clarifying question. Are we going to do this for career or just the season? Just this season and then career. How about that? All right, let's do that. Uh, Season-wise, I'll go start Jones, bench Lance, and cut Fields just because that's how it's going right now. Uh, career-wise, I'm going to start Lance, bench Jones, and cut Fields because Fields is just on the Bears, so that's not a good situation. I completely agree with you for the season. I'm starting Mac Jones because he plays every game. Benching Trey Lance because he will be playing, hopefully, the rest of the games this season for the Niners and he will pop off, and then I'm cutting Justin Fields because he's on the Bears with the awful management and everything. But then career-wise, I am starting Mac Jones. He has Bill Belichick. What else do you want me to say? You saw what Bill Belichick did with Tom Brady. I'm starting Mac Jones. He'll have the best career out of these three. Benching Trey Lance because Trey Lance will be incredible. Maybe Lamar 2.0. And then I'm cutting Justin Fields because he will be on the Chicago Bears for way too long in his career, and that is the problem with him. Yeah, you mentioned Belichick. Let me ask you, 
how long do you think he's going to continue coaching? Like, do you think we could see him and Mac Jones for the rest of Mac Jones' career, or is that too long? Give him a Super Bowl again. Give him one more Super Bowl, I'd say, and have him beat Tom Brady at least once. Yeah, I could I could see that. I'd say probably at the minimum, I'd say maybe 10 more years. How, how old is he? I'm pretty sure he's definitely younger than we he's think. He's 69. Yeah, so, so he definitely has more 79? years. He he has more years with him, but I think he'll be there for the majority of Mac Jones' career, not his whole career. Yeah, and at that point, he's going to be like Brady, could possibly be like Brady, and at that point, it won't matter what coach he has. He'll be a good enough quarterback probably. Yeah, exactly. Wherever he goes, they'll win. And sticking with quarterbacks, our next one is Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston. This one kills to say. It really does. Uh, I'm just messing with you. I'm starting Baker Mayfield. I'm benching Sam Darnold, and I'm cutting Winston. Winston had a great week one. After that, he's been mediocre. Sam Darnold has thrown a good amount of interceptions um, with, with weapons. Baker has weapons, too. Don't get me wrong. But Baker's also fighting through an injury. And at the end of the day, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield on my team. Someone that can fight through any injury and wild the crowd up and just get his team to win. Sam Darnold can't do that. He'll get sick of something or he'll break a bone or something and he's gone for the season. You can't rely on him like you can on Baker Mayfield. I partially agree. I'm going to Winston, but I'm at a toss-up right now because, as you mentioned, yeah, Sam Darnold has more interceptions. Baker has only thrown two, which is pretty like good by Baker. But Sam Darnold also has five rushing touchdowns. He leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Uh, and that's like something that nobody would have expected. He has five rushing touchdowns in his career before this season. Uh, that's why it's kind of like it's a close debate, but I am going to go with Baker and bench Darnold. But I think it's a lot closer this season just because Darnold's in a new situation. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Sam Darnold did off on the Jets, most likely because it was the Jets. He's doing great on the Panthers. I'm not sure. I'm hoping he keeps it up. Who knows if he does? He can one day just stop his amazing run, but. Baker, start, bench Darnold, cut Winston. That's how it has to be. Next one we have George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Gronkowski. We talked about this a little earlier. Uh, This might shock people, but start Kelsey, bench Gronk, cut Kittle. Kittle's not being used right now. Gronk, we saw, he's still being used, and he still has some athletic ability. He kind of looks like an old man running, but at the same time, I think he's putting up good numbers for a tight end. Yeah, Gronkowski is a great actor in commercials. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, And he is he's been Tom Brady's go-to guy since 100 B.C. or something. I don't even know at this point. But he's been popping off for the Buccaneers, and he unfortunately he's injured. Who knows when he'll be back? But without him, I don't know how good Tom Brady would be right now. But I am going to have to start Kelsey, bench Gronk, cut Kittle. Like you said, Kittle's not being used. It's not that he's not being used in the right way. It's that he's not being used at all. And that is just bad coaching, terrible play calling because you have a top three tight end right now and you're not using him. Yeah, and you mentioned Gronk's acting. What's your favorite Gronk commercial right now? I would say when Tom Brady goes for his interview and said that he's bringing Gronk with him down to Tampa Bay and Gronk's on the couch and I'm pretty sure he calls for his mom that he needs his shoulder pad. So I think that's one of his best commercials. I like I like the one where he's talking to like the insurance lady and she's like 
this is for special people. And he's like, I'm special. And I'm like, yeah, Gronk, you are special. You've had like, so you're not right in the head. Yeah. He is, he is a pretty funny person. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he's a good guy, but not as good a player as Travis Kelsey right now. Travis Kelsey. If, if Travis Kelsey wasn't on the chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, I can't even tell you that they would have won a Super Bowl. I mean, Kelsey is that good, and he is Mahomes' go-to guy. So, without Kelsey, I don't see them winning that Super Bowl. I don't even see him making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and our last start bench cut is with defenses. Uh, we have the Raiders defense, the Browns defense, and the Broncos defense. So, who are you picking? This is tougher than you would think. At Right now, I would say that the Broncos have the best defense, then the Browns, then the Raiders. End of the season, I would say the Browns, then the Raiders, then the Broncos. The Broncos are stopping teams right now as much as they can, but they also have a solid, a good amount of vets on their defense, so I don't see it holding up all season. The Browns are just getting started on their defense. I mean, young studs, JOK, Newsome, you got Denzel Ward, Clowney, Garrett. I mean, just just wait for the perfect matchup when they completely collapse on the other QB. And the Raiders are interesting. They're just too on and off during the season. End of the season, I think they'll be better than the Broncos defense. So I am going to start Browns, bench Raiders, cut Broncos. Yeah, I like what you said about the Browns. They're like, they started off pretty rocky on defense, but as we saw last week, they held the Vikings to seven points. And you mentioned the young guys we have. Grant Delpit is playing. uh, Greg Newsome. They're all pretty gelling in the secondary right now. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and start the Browns. But like you said with the Raiders, they're a little inconsistent. And right now the Broncos are pretty much holding teams. Uh, I'm going to say Broncos bench and cut Raiders. But the Broncos played the Ravens last week and gave up 23. But I also think Ravens are, like, really good at rushing. And that's, like, one of the worst parts of the defense that the Broncos are have. Uh, but they play the Steelers this week, so that might be a better look at the Broncos' defense. Well, here, here's the thing with the Raiders. When you have home team advantage, they'll do amazing. On the road, not so much. And here's the thing for the Browns. I want to say it was Greedy Williams that had his first interception of his career, first of many, against the Vikings this last Sunday. And Kirk Cousins threw 200-some passes without an interception, and that was the first interception. So that should be... Solid breaking point for the Browns' defense right now. Yeah, that catch was pretty nice by him. Uh, It wasn't like a normal interception. He kind of tricked Kirk into throwing it, and then he picked it off. So, from one of our young guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why don't we move on to some Week 5 NFL predictions? So let's start off Thursday night football. Before the season started, you would think this is the best Thursday night football game this year. Hopefully it's better than the Bengals and Jags. Rams at Seahawks. Rams just came off a loss, so I'm thinking they are seeking revenge right now, and they beat the Seahawks this week. I think the opposite. I think – after they got beat last week, they're going to try to come out strong, and it's going to be a really good game. But the Seahawks, I'm picking the Seahawks to come out on top. I think this game is going to be probably combined eight touchdowns passing-wise. I don't think we're going to see a lot of run. I think it's going to be all pass. At the end of the day, Seahawks' offense is great. Rams' offense is great. Rams' defense is great. Seahawks' defense isn't as great. So that's why I'm going Rams in a 34-31 to win Thursday night football, baby. 
You think overtime again or just late fourth quarter field goal? Late fourth quarter field goal. I hope because that would be a pretty good game once again. With time on the clock for Russell Wilson to try to get it. Wilson throws a pick. That ends the game. That's how it's going to end. All right. We'll we'll see next week. Jets and the Falcons. I'm going Jets. I I think Zach Wilson is going back-to-back with wins. It's it's embarrassing at this point when you talk highly of the Jets. So I'm going to just pretend you didn't just say that, but I do have the Falcons winning against the Jets because the Jets are not going to win this game. It's that simple. I think the Falcons could be worse than the Jets. I'm Falcons aren't as that. good, but they have more talent. They just haven't put it together yet. Yeah, I mean, if they use Kyle Pitts this game, they'll win, I would assume, but I don't think they're going to use him. Well, that's fine. They don't need him to beat the Jets. And the third game is the Patriots versus the Texans. I think this is easy. The Texans probably won't win a game, uh, so I'm going Pats. Texans have who? Who's their QB at this point? Mills. Yeah, it, it's it's a mess. It started off better than you would think, but now it's just below below of what you expected at this point. So I'm going Patriots blowout win against the Texans. Just what the Patriots need. And the fourth game is Lions versus Vikings. We spoke highly of the Lions the past couple weeks, uh, but then they let Fields run all over them and David Montgomery run all over them. So I'm going Vikings. I think the Vikings bounce back from last week against the Browns, and Kirk probably has a good game. Yeah, we both we both thought that the Lions would beat the Bears last week. We were completely wrong. They were getting blown out. So that's why I'm going Vikings. Easy win. Eagles versus the Panthers. I am going Eagles on this one. Eagles are not satisfied right now after they just lost to the Chiefs. I think Eagles win this one. It'll be close, but they win it. I think we'll see a Stephon Gilmore interception this week, along with maybe a C.J. Henderson interception. Uh, I think this might be one of Hertz's worst NFL games going up against the Panthers' defense. That's why I think they're going to pull it out. Uh, but if he somehow manages to overcome the great cornerbacks that the Panthers are going to trot out there, uh, the Eagles could win. But I think the Panthers' D is going to stop them. I think this game will be the Eagles' best defensive game so far this year. Yeah. I Are they doing good defensively? I'm I haven't seen it. Not as bad as you would think, especially since they don't have the best defense. Or their bottom 10 defense, you can say. But not as bad as you would think. They have a couple vets. They just need some more talent. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they gave up 41 to the Cowboys, 42 to the Chiefs. But then they held the Niners to 17. They held the Falcons to 6. They're Yeah, they're like a middle defense they're not like too bad but they're not good either so yeah up and down saints washington football team give me washington football team give me james winston and the saints because washington's defense has been demolished the last couple weeks they came in and everybody was like oh their defense is going to be amazing it hasn't been amazing and everybody's kind of disappointed with them so i think james winston goes back to that week one performance and goes off again give me a reason why you are so delusional that you would think the saints would win this game terry mclaurin scary terry baby extremely underrated. He will pop off. Antonio Gibson is not being used pretty much at all right now, but he will pop off. Chase Young will pop off. This will be a game for the Washington football team, not for the Saints. Yeah, and I also, you mentioned Terry. 
I think he holds the streak right now for most catches without a drop. So he's a pretty good receiver. Yeah, well-deserved. And the next game is a division rivalry. It is Titans versus Jaguars. Even though the Titans lost to the Jets, if they have one or both of their receivers come back, I think they're going to easily beat the Jags. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee, even without both their receivers. And the next game is Dolphins versus Bucks. Dolphins are going to lose. You thought I was going to say win, but the Bucks are going to steamroll them. I don't think anyone is that clueless to think that you would say the Dolphins would win because the Bucks will absolutely obliterate the Dolphins. I think Tua's still hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so. I mean, he's not even the best QB on that team, to be honest, right now. But it doesn't yeah. even matter. You can give um three different Tua's, and they'd still lose. Packers and Bengals. Give me Green Bay on this one. Yeah, the Bengals are 3-1, and one, but I'm also taking Green Bay. I think the Bengals are kind of pretending to be good. I don't think they're going to be this good in five weeks. Yeah, yeah, classic pretend to be good and then choke midweek or mid-season and then go downhill from there. Yeah. And the next game is AFC Broncos versus the Steelers. We talk about how Big Ben sucks, and it's going to continue because they're going up against the Broncos' defense. And they're going to get after him. They might sack him four times, five times, six times. We'll see. Seven. Seven. Seven? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much defense against defense at this point. I mean, whatever defense can step it up for the whole game will win this. And that'll be the Broncos because the Broncos will win this. Bears and Raiders. Justin Fields, permanent starter, good. Same coaching staff, not good. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, unless they get a different coach in the next couple days, they're not winning this game. I'm taking the Raiders. Cleveland Browns against the L.A. Chargers. Cleveland will win this game. Like I said before, Baker bounce back week. Odell goes off this week. Miles Garrett obliterates um, Justin Herbert. It'll be a great game. Only problem is, is Jedrick Wills playing this game? I don't know if he is, but at the same time, he's been playing pretty crappy. I know. I, I know he's been fighting injuries, but you expected way more out of him. Before the injuries, especially since he made the statement that he didn't think he played that good last year. Yeah, he gave up, uh, I think, against the Bears because we sacked Justin Fields a lot, but they also sacked Baker a lot. And I'm pretty sure Jedrick gave up at least two sacks. And that's not really what you want from your left tackle. No, not a top 10 pick. Definitely not. But I'm but... also going Browns. Uh, same thing we talked about, Baker, Odell. But what people aren't noticing is this could potentially, I'm not saying it will be, I'm saying it could potentially be the AFC Championship based on how things are going right now. Yeah, probably won't be, but maybe this will be a trailer. Who knows? Could be. The crappy Giants against the somehow amazing Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. Cowboys defense, Cowboys offense. Give me them over the Giants. Yeah. Daniel Jones has been playing good the last couple weeks, but (laughs) you can't tell me you're going to pick the Giants. It's got to be the Cowboys. If anybody's picking the Giants, it's only Giants fans, and Giants fans are stupid, so we don't listen to them. Uh, Dak's going to play good. Cowboys defense looks good. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cowboys easily win this one. There's nothing else to really say. Niners and the Cardinals. 
Should be a good game if Trey Lance plays. I'm yeah. going Niners to win this one. I think they can win this one. I think I, I'll agree with you. I think they could win it, but at the rate that Kyler Murray's playing, they're not going to win. It's going to be the Cardinals, and Kyler's going to continue his march to MVP. They just knocked off the Rams, so I bet they're feeling really good about themselves. Uh, and this is a division rivalry again, two weeks in a row for the Cardinals. So this could boost them even further, and they're the only left. So they could go up to 5-0, and and that would be a pretty good start for them. Yeah, only undefeated team left is pretty interesting, especially since you would have thought that like the Bills, the Buccaneers would still be undefeated, but way different than you think. And the next game is the Sunday night game. It is a possible AFC championship preview. Bills versus Chiefs, and we're both in agreement here. We think the Bills are going to take this game from the Chiefs. I'll be honest with you. I'm not even that excited about this game at this point. Chiefs are doing awful. Like, there's nothing else to really say. If they continue at this rate, who knows if they can even make playoffs at this point, especially since they have the somehow amazing Chargers and the somehow amazing Raiders in their division. But – this will show that the Bills are a legit team and not just facing bad teams. This will show that they can actually beat a solid team. Yeah, and I think if the Bills knock the Chiefs off, that definitely solidifies them as the best AFC team because the Browns lost the Browns lost close, but if the Bills beat them, they'll definitely be the AFC number 1. Yeah, for now, yeah. And the Monday night game is Colts versus Ravens. I'm going to change mine. I'm going to change mine because Carson Wentz played good last week, and he's still hurt, but I think if the Colts give Jonathan Taylor the ball, Carson Wentz plays good. The Colts' defense is not bad. They just got to step up. I think they could beat the Ravens, so I'm going to take the Colts. Here's the thing with that. The Colts have a struggling defense, a running back committee, not the best coaching staff, an injury-prone QB. The Ravens are somehow winning games, so I'm going Ravens. I don't want to I don't like the Ravens. I hate Lamar Jackson. I hate everyone on that team, but I'm going Ravens because I have common sense, okay? So, let's end it there for today. Hey, I think I'm just going to say if we come back and the Colts win, I'm rubbing that in your face. <laughs> That's fine, but they won't win, so I don't have anything to worry about. So that ends the predictions. But I, And that concludes our fourth podcast. Uh, we're going into week five, and we're starting to gain steam on picking up how to do the – you know, different topics other than just the awards. Uh, but we're also running Twitter consistently, so follow that. That is at NNN Sports Pod. And that's all we got to say today. So we will see you next time on Numbers, News, and Nonsense.